welcome to our podcast, The Ups and Downs of a Small Business Owner, where we hope to show you exactly what it's like to grow a business. I'm here today with James Marshall. Oh, sorry. Still stroking the cow, that's fine. It's fine. <laughs> so normally... I- conversation quite a lot uh, northern tattooed entrepreneurial okay all right i'll go with that yeah always been entrepreneurial do you think for a lot of my career i've been intrapreneurial which was a, a way of saying given to me by a good friend kieran james where an employee is as committed and as sacrificed as much as a business owner would do, treating you know the the business that they're working for as if it was their own, really. So yeah, been an entrepreneur for a decade, but yeah, an entrepreneur now. I wonder actually if that's if that is the case with every entrepreneur mm. that actually they because the the drive is themselves, isn't it? Mm. Trying to improve, so it doesn't actually matter whether they're working for themselves or working for some someone else. Absolutely, you've you've got to learn your craft, right? Not everyone yeah. starts their own business at the age of eighteen. Mm. You know, there's a lot, especially within the accounts industry, that go work. You know, spend four or five years with with top four firms, and mm. then actually they build and grow and develop what is their own strategy and how they can be better. So, mm. yeah, I think that's got a lot of applications in in any business really mm. uh, yeah you can diversify but you need to learn your skills and do that and if you've got that mindset and you want to go out and do it by yourself go on. okay so you're our first guest that's come back <laughs> and actually pretty quickly like yeah. we worked out didn't we sort of four four and a half months ago you were last here absolutely talking about something entirely different though talking about so David was leading the conversation was, then, yeah. so yeah, yeah, anyone that's had a conversation with David knows that <laughs> every conversation is completely different, but yeah, speaking and, and talking about uh, life and overcoming adversity and, you know, pushing through and having the right mindset to accomplish whatever you want to do in life, mm. just seems very fitting that as your your first, I guess, returning guest, you know, I was, I was brought in last time as an employee, so mm-hmm. the exception, exception was made for me there. Yeah. It seems only fitting that I come back when I'm starting my own business, right? So that's it. Starting your own business. What was the, the process getting to this point? Because it's not just a, an overnight thing, is it? Absolutely. You've got to, for any business owner to start their business, you've got to think, what are you the best at? What are you the best at? What value can you provide? How are you going to go about doing so? And you think about starting a business and everything that comes with that. And it's huge. There's so much. You know, it's not just necessarily as simple as, you know, forming a company, setting up, you know, a piece of online bookkeeping software, opening a bank account, and then, you know, cracking on and selling invoices or pushing your invoices out for your service. Mm. So many different things come to it from a compliance perspective, from legislative position. How are you going to set up incorporate? What different types of business are in play there? If you've got, you know, a single limited company or if you're going to be going with a group-wide position, mm-hmm. so many different things to evaluate. But I think the first thing is you really need to be able to quantify what you're the best at, how mm. you do it, and actually the benefit that that solution is going to be able to provide for other people. So what was that actual moment, though? Can you, can you pinpoint it to a moment where you just thought, I'm going to, I'm going to jack in the day job? Yep. Like you've achieved great success, yeah. but but that's not enough. I presume that's why you're doing it. That's great question. 
exact pinpoint moment was November of 2022. Mm-hmm. I was in India at the time mm-hmm. and with my then employer, GI. Mm-hmm. And GI do a lot of work with various different charitable causes. One in particular was an orphanage that we were visiting. Yeah. And it really hit me then and went, hold on, I want to make a huge change in the world mm. and I'm not going to be able to do that as an employee. Well, it really hit me. It took me back being there, you know, completely, completely different situation in no way, shape or form comparing the, you know, the upbringing I had, you know, being on the breadline or, or below of that, right? You know, in mm-hmm. a council estate in Salford, you know, some mm. very, very humble beginnings. Yeah. In no way comparing that with, you know, poverty in India and how these young children were affected. I was like, right, so what am I going to do? Get to that in time, I guess, from a service perspective. But I was like, why do I want to do it? You know, what is my reason? What is my why? You know, mm-hmm. you have to start with that. Mm-hmm. That's that's what gets you out of bed. Mm-hmm. That's what gets you working 12, 13, 14 hours a day. That's what gets you making changes in your life. That why. I want to be able to do something at a scale that I've never been able to envisage or imagine before. And that's taking, you know, children and young adults and giving them the best possible start in life mm-hmm. for their careers, their career development in whatever field that it is that they want to you know, enhance or move forward in the world mm-hmm. and represent the company that I have now founded is going to be directly funding our own charitable causes, okay. you know, obviously starting with the UK and looking at particularly the northeast of England, you know, the single biggest area of unemployment in the UK, where I'm from, even though my accent varies quite a lot, depending yeah. on if I'm speaking to a Geordie or somebody else, yes. uh, slip back into it very, very easily and comfortably. But it's about making a change in the world starting small, building, growing and scaling. That's what the idea is about, making that change. So do you think this has always been there or you've had different whys at at different points of your career? It's not always been there, as in the aspect of I've not always realised that. Like, I've always done my bit to give back, to help and support other people in various different ways. Okay. But doing this at the scale that I want to do it at mm-hmm. really came to me in November. Mm-hmm. You know, and that 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 mindfulness being stuck in your own head mm-hmm. and manifestation of that then turns into something amazing because you are constantly, you know, I've been constantly thinking about what I'm gonna do, how I'm gonna do it, how this is gonna work, you mm-hmm. know, these locations and what we're gonna be doing with these kids, right? And you know, young adults and how we can support and better their lives. And that's really the reason why, you know, that has impacted me in, in so many ways, Catherine. I was having a conversation, so last night I was in, just outside of Sheffield with mm-hmm. the Jordan Vickery, very, very good friend of mine. Yeah. And we were talking, consider going to the bar and get myself a pint of Guinness, right? Mm-hmm. That was my, my favourite tipple of choice, yeah. you know, previously. I think what, to myself, what's, what's hard? The, the bit that's, the bit, so about not drinking. Yeah. The social normality I guess okay. of having to drink to have a good time yeah. drink because other people are okay. what you I guess what I've found out on that journey has been there's a lot of people that don't mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that don't for the same reasons that, yeah. that I chose to you know abstain and then you know choose sobriety moving forward but it's uh, I guess it's quite a difficult thing to be able to quantify everyone's got their own reasons for doing it some of those are for you know, business related things, some of those are for personal related things, but yeah, for me it's the, okay, yeah, I could really do with that pint of Guinness. And then I go, have that pint of Guinness, 
but directly there's going to be an impact of that mm-hmm. and actually that might impact somebody else's life that you're not able to help and support that really needs you in the future okay and that strangely enough that stops me drinking very very quickly and going yeah i'll have a i'll have a pint of coke please thank you so much it's it's really good tool and there's no middle ground in that you don't think no not okay. for me i think my work ethic mm-hmm. and my ability my talent is taking me to a place in my career that my self-care when it came to alcohol mm-hmm. wasn't going to sustain that quite mm-hmm. simply and i think that combined with various different other reasons, that's the reason why I, I kind of made that decision. Mm-hmm. I know what I was going to be doing, obviously, with Represent for the future. Yeah. And yeah, you've got to you've got to build a solid foundation of success, starting mm-hmm. with yourself, yeah. before you can change an industry or even, you know, support financially changing the world. On that, it, I find it incredible the amount of people that give up time voluntarily to help causes that. Mm-hmm that champion and bring awareness to issues and work tirelessly for it. Incredible. How do you, though, this, this probably is a bad reflection on me, though, but it, you've, you've got to a certain point in your career mm. where you know we all work for some degree of money to sustain a lifestyle where you've not got to worry. So how do you balance that against giving back so you still have enough that that you're not struggling and that you feel that it's worth your time because there's an opportunity cost now isn't there to what you've given up against then helping others great question first the easiest thing to say go and live in newcastle upon time because it's a lot cheaper than living anywhere else in the uk that's that's one point that helps keep costs down very very well but you've got to understand what's important so when I, you know, when I started my career, it was about money and what money could buy and a nice car and a nice house and you yeah. know, all these different things, these nice holidays. Uh, and that doesn't have any value for me in any way, shape or form moving forward. Okay. I need my outgoings, you know, two and a half thousand pounds after tax that covers mm-hmm. me for everything I need, want to require. Mm-hmm. That's living, you know, a very, very humble, frugal life. But I've got comfortable doing that. Mm-hmm. I don't need all of the material possessions that people value in the world that mm-hmm. holds nothing for me you know I don't need a, a 10 bedroom detached house in London with four Range Rovers on the drive don't yeah. care about that yeah. I would rather live frugally yeah. you know have a great time of course right yeah. you, know, you don't have to spend money to have a great time in life Yeah. but then be in the position where that funding is then guaranteeing more success within the business as a result of it scaling faster and quicker and there's a lyric that really holds weight I guess in this context mm-hmm. so Macklemore mm-hmm. uh, really really great artist probably one of my favourite there's a, a, a lyric from a song of his the quickest way to happiness is learning to be selfless mm-hmm. and I'm a firm believer in that mm-hmm. I think I actually said that when I was with David last time so okay. I'm sorry to repeat myself <laughs> but yeah it, it really really resonates with me right and, okay. and you know the the pursuit of happiness that we all have in life what is that you know there's so much of a society's belief that that's put around material possessions and income mm. and, and status and, you know, what your job title is and everything else, right? Yeah. Um, but actually, is that making you happy or are you just preconditioned from society that that is going to be something that makes you happy? Okay. Find what makes you happy, go and do that every day. Then you do the best of what you can do. But there's a hygiene factor to that, isn't there? You know, you don't want... Because 
you know, we could give all of our salaries to, to charity, but that that's not sustainable for you then, is it? So I guess you're just mindful of that. You know kind of what, you're, yeah. what you need and yeah. that would be enough to keep you going and then the rest. Correct. Like yeah. financial projections are one thing. Yeah, yeah. really, really valuable. Yeah. Uh, here's what my business is going to do over this period of time, so on yeah, and so forth, yeah. right? So you go and do it. Like, yeah. It's a potential, it's a projection, it is a forecast. Yeah, yes. It's not concrete. Yeah. And if you think about what, where my business is going to get to, you know, we're told from you know, people in this industry, the, the wonderful Lucy Cohen, right? Mm-hmm. Forget the first million. Mm-hmm. Great. Don't care about the first million. Don't care about the first 10 million. Yeah. Don't care because I still need to take the same amount of money out of the business. Yeah. But it's like great. You know, I, I can't wait for the, the time and place where I'm like, yeah, no problem. I took I took thirty grand out of the business this year. That that got me through. I've not been on holiday, but one of my friends took me on holiday because they're pretty cool. Yeah. And yeah, we actually, you know, I've got I've got members of staff that are paid significantly higher than me and it's making a positive impact on their lives because they've never had this before. Yeah. Like, I would value that more in helping right. other people than mm-hmm. necessarily my own personal income, right? Okay. I guess you've evolved to that point though. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Like I said earlier, it wasn't always the case. No. You know, it's that, that job title, that status, yeah. Yeah. that level of success. It, it, for me, I generally, you know, it's, it's quite a, a potent word here, but it, it's, it's poison. You know, what that does to people's mm. minds and mm. makes them think about what they need to do in order to be successful. I guess so you have to have it to know that you actually it's not for you. In the vast majority of cases, yeah. I think there are better people than me in the world that have realised that money is not important from a significantly younger age than me. Mm-hmm. I know I look 40, but I'm actually 32. <laughs> so I guess two areas. So my background, I've spent the last decade working with uh, software vendors, particularly within the accountancy market, the likes of Sage mm-hmm. uh, and Iris, which are either popular or unpopular, depending on who you speak to. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a lot of time I work with GI. I've worked for uh, large corporates. So, Amazing. really great position to be in. You know, great for my CV. Not yes. that I'm ever going to need to give no, anyone a CV ever again. Part, which is, is it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is a great position to be in. Yeah. But the, the idea of represent is you stay in your own line, right? So, what we do as an organization in time, to give you an analogy, the easiest way to think about it is, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? And, yeah. you know, stage one, stage two, stage three, stage four. Yeah. Obviously, I didn't say stage five because stage five has been terrible so far. Sorry, Marvel. <laughs> but for anyone that, you know, isn't a, a Marvel fan, uh, you know, series of releases, multiple films within a particular series. So mm-hmm. any business should grow and develop in line yeah. with what they need to do. When I started representing, it, it's all about staying in your own lane. Right, I was told to stay in my lane quite a lot in life. Right, you're a council estate kid. You can't do this. You can't do that. Okay. Great. So I've overcome that. Right. Yeah. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to stay in my lane. What I'm the best at is sales. Simple and straightforward. Okay. That's what I do. That's the value that I provide. I'm going to be doing two things. Number one, an outsourced or resourced sales function service from okay. Newcastle upon Tyne. Even though we're going to have members of staff working remotely right the way across the UK and Ireland. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, there's a lot of time that we're going to be spending doing consultancy with large corporates mm-hmm. with the correct accountants mm-hmm. that are the right ones to be able to work with. Yeah. And then also from there, working with uh, app vendors or service providers within the accountancy on financial services markets. Okay. So yeah, we've seen the rise of we've seen the rise of outsourced FD services, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, Which obviously yeah. I know is a fantastic solution that you 
that solution, that service. Mm. Work with a business, you know, any of the demographic that I've discussed from a, uh, you know, a corporate, the correct size accountancy firm or business, yeah. even a vendor, and mm. say, look, here's what works. Here's been my experience. Mm. Looking at that go-to-market strategy and solution, mm. and then turn around and going, great, there's your strategy. That's done, dust and sorted. Mm. Are you going to do that yourselves? Mm-hmm. Or do you need us to help and support you with that? Mm-hmm. And that's the idea. But I think really important for represent to start in what is the most important part of the business, mm. which is selling your services. If you don't mm. sell your services, you don't have a business. No. It's what I've got a long lot of experience in doing. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm going to do when I start off. And then what's the other side to it? So you want to give back. So yes. how does that work? So giving back... Where it comes to charitable organisations, trusts, or anything else, mm-hmm. visibility of that revenue, where that revenue is being spent, and making sure any revenue that's invested has its highest level and possible impact. Mm-hmm. With the charitable organisation, that will be directly funded. So 10% of our net business profits will go directly towards funding that charitable organisation mm-hmm. as a minimum. Mm-hmm. And that is signed into shareholding agreements. That is everyone is clear and open with that and if you ain't on board then you ain't on board with represent yeah. simple and straightforward where it comes down to it though so that will be a charity uh, set up as a subsidiary mm-hmm. as part of our group mm-hmm. so we'll have full visibility of the funding where that's spent where that goes we don't need to be in a position where there's any form of salaries or, or cost association necessarily towards that at the minute mm-hmm. and if there is it will be for people designated to be working directly as part of that charitable organisation Yeah. what that looks like Start small and build as we grow. Mm-hmm. I think we need to look at what is what is the, the highest possible impact that we can make in mm-hmm. a very, very positive way. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, being being from the Northeast myself, living in the Northeast, mm-hmm. probably going to employ some people from the Northeast. Okay. Some of those people might not have roles. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily you know a charitable action, right? No. Uh, though I want to single-handedly tackle unemployment in the Northeast, mm-hmm. not every person wants to be a salesperson. So no. that's really important to know and establish. Yeah. But there's lots of other things that we're going to need as part of the business. So yeah. actually, is there the skill set there? Is that a marketing mm-hmm. position that we can provide in the mm-hmm. future? What does that look like? And building that out is really, really important to do. Mm-hmm. I think giving a set amount of our time as regularly as we possibly can from as soon as we start the organisation mm-hmm. is going to be really good. Okay. So we might start with preparing people for interviews, right? You know, mm-hmm. we've all been interviewed. I've interviewed an awful lot of people in my time. I know what good looks like. I know yeah. what success looks like. I know what a potential employee is going to want to see in that interview. Yeah. So a lot of people get, uh, you know, help out with those things. Mm. That's not going to cost anything. No. Yeah, that's going to be a, an opportunity loss of time from me. Mm. Or I could be out providing consultants within their relevant fields and industries together, mm-hmm. getting them to impart those skills and that training in line with what an individual wants to progress in with their career moving forward. So I'm very, very fortunate. You know, my friends are not people I go and sit in the pub with and talk about football. My friends are entrepreneurs. They are business owners. They mm-hmm. are the best of the best within their fields. Mm-hmm. I'm very, very fortunate mm-hmm. in sales, in you know, software development, coding, yeah. accountancy, right? Yeah. You know, what knowledge and value have these people got to provide mm. and how can I include them in the future is... Things that we know about right now, but more to be released on that in time. So are you starting a company on something that you wished was around when you were leaving school? That is a fantastic question. No. You might expect to say yes, but I'm going to say no to that. Mm -hmm. I would not have got to the position I've got, and I wouldn't be the person I am if it wasn't for the experiences 
and difficulty that I've gone through in life. You know, from a professional context, from I started Catherine knocking on people's doors, mm. providing charity subscriptions for ten pounds a month. Mm-hmm. You know, I was one of those. That was money that would have been spent on you know marketing for television with no guaranteed rate of return otherwise, right? So mm-hmm. actually, yeah. Did I get paid a little bit of money for it? Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. Was I commission only? Yeah, I was. Yeah. Took that risk, you know, being self-employed at the age of 18. But yeah, it was really fruitful and it was worthwhile. But you've got to you've got to learn your craft, you know, whether that's as an employee or whether that's being self-employed and doing the route that I did knocking on knocking on doors, you know, it's not for the faint of heart. I will yeah, disclose yeah. to anyone that's you know, that's you, a tough, young, tough gig, young yeah. Enough to, to start in that position. But yeah, it's about, I, I think, not everyone gets to step up in life that they need. I've had some amazing people that have supported me, most notably my my mum, or mum for people that's not from the northeast, yeah. um, Erica, and she, yeah, with the support of my nana, raised me and, you know, taught me, doesn't matter who you are, where you're from, your mm-hmm. background, mm-hmm. you do whatever you want in life. And all you've got to do is work hard and go and get it. Mm-hmm. I, I guess I'm... I, you know, a, a living, living, breathing result of that. So mm. it's now my time to inspire the next generation of people to come through and do that themselves. But giving them the help and support and direction sometimes in order to get there quicker. Okay, so almost you're going to be that that cheerleader through your organisation to bring them through. Cheerleader is a word you used. I would not see me with pom poms in my hand necessarily. It's just really, really awful mental image of the creative there. Well, now, now I've got that now. So thank you for sharing it. Very, very well. I should just leave you with that thought. Maybe we could do something with the graphics on this. I don't know. Maybe. Hopefully not. Let's be honest. But no, yeah. The idea is, yeah, to support people, to support people in being able to do that. Right. The idea is. People can take their own career and path in life that they want to do so, but actually yeah. with help and support, they're going to be able to accelerate that and get that that bit quicker. That's the idea behind it. Yeah. Now, everyone is as fortunate as I was to have, you know, a great man. No, no. Again, and there's something, there's something in that, isn't there? Mm. You know, and it doesn't matter if it's not actually a member of your family. It's just if there's one person... I think David and I talked about it in my podcast. If if there's one person that that believes, yeah, if somebody believes in you consistently, sometimes when you don't, that that is really really powerful. And that will stay with you forever, mm. and you will remember that you you use that right. Mm. And yeah, exactly as it should be. Like everyone has a gift. Mm. Every single person has something that they are the best at in the world. Yeah, and sometimes you got to not try and get some somebody to be something else that they're not right mm. you should be authentic mm. be yourself but whatever you're the best in the world go and do that mm-hmm. it's about bringing that out of people in the line and direction that they want to have their careers go moving forward it's about instilling that entrepreneurial mindset right you know if mm-hmm. you think about curriculum in schools you know particularly when I was there which was definitely over a couple of years ago mm-hmm. uh, I feel like an old man now but there isn't that much from an entrepreneurial mindset right you know no. the only thing that you're taught in school you want to be self-employed yeah you're going to become a an electrician Mm -hmm. uh, or you're going to become a tradie Mm -hmm. that's what being self-employed is you know there's not that entrepreneurial possibility put into children from a young age to say you don't have to just one project we had one summer project i was probably about 14 or 15 and we were split into groups Mm. 
and and it was completely off curriculum so we were just given a brief you need to manufacture a new soft drink and as part of that you need to work out the sales strategy the marketing the finances the price points the everything to do with doing it and obviously the the drink as well and that was the one thing actually that really stuck with me because I just thought what an interesting like it it covered everything actually I don't know why they don't do more learning like that Mm. because actually you put it in that context and suddenly people that would sit at the back of a maths class were right at the front going no 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 we need to price it this way or we need to think about how we're going to buy this in yeah just a a completely different way of approaching it isn't it 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 does it it engages a different part of the mindset right Mm. so you know talk about my talk about my own own perspective here so I'm not academic in the Mm. slightest right Mm. I've got a handful of GCSEs at C&B and a BTEC national diploma in professional cookery yeah great at a barbecue by the way full, full disclosure but I, I mean you no, say you are I've got I've got no evidence unfortunately well maybe we'll need to change that <laughs> bring your cow bring David bring, bring the team I'll tell you what, I'll bring the barbecue team so I'll tell you what, right remember this I'm writing time. it down never mind I'm bringing, remember I'm bringing a barbecue to you in the summer of 2024 it's hot brilliant okay it's cool. in it's in I can't believe I was just going to get a quote from you which is going to go on my website uh, James is great at barbecue <laughs> Not till next year, though. I can't. Okay, yeah. I can't do it in advance. False advertising. Remind me, what was the question? We've gone into conversations about barbecues now. I'm not like a pit master or anything. (laughs) Uh, Yes. So, uh, being being academic or lack thereof, uh, you need to engage. Again, some people are, some people aren't. You need to engage their creativity, their Mm -hmm. ideas. You need to champion that. You need to foster that. You need to help them out and support them. You need to share your knowledge right you know mm-hmm. the, if you think about the knowledge that you have mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. as a business owner you've gone through the difficulties and struggles and setup of that yeah. business you yeah. have grown and you've scaled and you've developed mm. and actually what you know and understand might be incredibly beneficial towards somebody else much earlier on in their career right mm. you know full disclosure if I need some help and support you know mm. I'll give you a call and I'll ask you some questions whether you want to answer them or not it's completely up to you <laughs> But it's, it's really, really important that yeah. you set expectations, you make people aware of, actually, it can be hard to run your own business. It can yeah. be really hard. It can be lonely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is a big thing and people do struggle with it, yeah. right? But actually, here's what, you know, based upon what you're saying to me now, here's the help and support that you need. Mm. I'd advise you to go in this direction because you said this, this, and this. Yeah. You choose what you want to do. This is your career. This is your life. This is your business. Mm. Go and do it. Go and rule the world. So fast forward 12 months time, mm. and I'm sure you'll be our first guest to come back again in for a third time. What is, this, is this the barbecue? <laughs> the barbecue. How, many, how many months have we got until summer? <laughs> so there's metrics, so KPIs and metrics, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm not really talking about even financials. Yeah. Financials isn't important to me. No. So... It's an enabler. They'll talk about their... You know, network promoter score. They'll talk about how many uh, you know five star reviews they've got on Google. They'll talk about yeah, I hit a million pound turnover. Yeah, not negating any of those things because they're so important. Yeah, right? and it's really good to share that mm-hmm. with your potential prospective customers, and it's a really good thing for you to self promote that. 
Yeah. But the metrics I really care about is the impact that we've made. Mm -hmm. How many hours of training or advice or support have we delivered? Mm -hmm. How many people now have jobs that didn't previously? Mm -hmm. How many people have we actually taken onto our organization if we, as we've developed and grown? Mm -hmm. Actually, by helping and supporting, if it's aligned with what somebody wants to do, that's potentially a pool of resource for us, right, mm -hmm. from an employer perspective. So there's, yeah. there's a really nice story there of helping somebody supporting them and actually then I can't find a job great no problem I'll hire you mm. I you know, I'll teach you everything I know mm. get ready because it's going to be really intense mm. but I'm going to accelerate that learning process and feel that you're going to be able to go through I'll mentor you personally throughout that process or you know somebody really gifted within our organisation that's got the bandwidth to do that will be you know mentoring you and we'll have various different touch points mm -hmm. that, that's success mm. to quantify exactly what those figures are right now I can't and the reason why I don't want to quantify those figures, if I'm honest, is because then I'm setting myself a target which might be too small. So I'm not going to give myself a number because I know that's selling myself too short. Okay, all right. I'll say it in a different way. <laughs> are we going to try a different angle? We're going to try a different I'm, angle I'm now. Go, I'm going to go back. <laughs> what would need to happen for you to feel happy? A really positive move and were making a positive impact and it was just a it, for you personally it was a successful move getting to where I am now I already have success and that feeling of success mm -hmm. which is so strange because you're like you've not even started or done this and you've got you know you've got wind to pay for and a roof to keep over your head and yeah. you've got a world to change right yeah. how, are you, how do you feel successful I think from a business perspective making an impact in other people's businesses that they didn't think was possible so I've been, you know, I've been contacted already at this point and we've got clients sorted before we've even formed a company, mm. which is great. Like, mm. like, and you know, some really, really good, really profitable, very, very open thinking clients. There's a little bit of work that I've provided in the background from, you know, an advisory perspective mm -hmm. and that's made an impact already. Mm -hmm. So I can kind of see from a business perspective, the impact that's making. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm on about, you know, I want to do this to change the world the mm -hmm. way that I see fit, right? You know, mm -hmm. very selfish. In some people's eyes, it'd be very selfish, right? Mm -hmm. But actually, by me providing my service to businesses, that's making an impact for them, their families, mm -hmm. every one of their employees in their organization. So mm -hmm. the positivity manifests, it, it continues to grow and it snowballs as a result of. So mm -hmm. from a business sense, that would be, be really perfect and ideal. From a personal sense, I want to find somebody and I want to find somebody that didn't think they mattered enough mm. and didn't think that they were worth it mm. and didn't think that they were going to have a great life ahead, great life ahead of them mm. and I change that mm. and I tell them that I believe in them and mm. I show them that mm. that's success for me personally and that's something that you can't currently get so you have you're not experiencing that now in your role and that's why not no so there was you know what it is this there was a, a comment from a member of staff that recently you know departed ways with gr after being there for seven and a half years right right you know wanted to go and do something new wanted to do something fresh and you know the the usual thing when somebody leaves an organization you put a comment on you know comment on linkedin you know, i'm leaving my last mm -hmm. day so on and so forth mm -hmm. and the comment that was on there was thanks for believing in me even though I didn't always believe in myself. Right. 
So I've got that already from being a people manager. Yeah, I've yeah. had that from being a people manager, you know, over the last decade mm. in various different roles, various different organisations. So if you think about it that way, I've got that. Mm-hmm. But that person, in particular, was in a completely different period of life that they've gone through before mm. they've got to, you know, the age of thirty-seven, mm. where they can do that, and it's. Quite a, quite a strange thing, quite a strange dynamic being 32 but then leading, you know, being the youngest member on the team. Mm-hmm. It's, it's quite, a, quite a unique yes. thing, right? It's, it's, yeah. it's really strange. But yeah, I, I think anything that I do, any role that I'm in, mm. whether it's an employee, whether it's my own business, you should always look to create a positive impact wherever you can. Yeah. At a scale that I want to do that at, mm-hmm. I can't do that as an employee. No. Okay. So I'm governed as an employee. Mm-hmm. by directly impacting those reporting directly to me or even those indirectly reporting to me. So I'm bound by the employee count of that organisation mm-hmm. as, uh, as an employee. Mm-hmm. Actually, from my own organisation, I can scale, I can grow faster mm-hmm. than any employee I can work with. Yeah, Great point to do. So yeah. there's more people directly as a result of. Yeah. But also I get to decide where that, that net business profit goes. Mm-hmm. You know, that's for me to control my responsibility and I can fund, especially if I want to be really frugal from my own income perspective. Yeah. I can say, what do I want to do? And actually, I want to fund that more and that's what I'm going to be able to do with that money. Or do we invest slightly less mm-hmm. in that initially, mm-hmm. reinvest that back into the business, mm-hmm. scale and grow the business quicker, therefore the impact is bigger overall. Yeah. But I get to control that and that's cool. And you can never do that as an employee. No, and that's the exciting part, isn't it? Actually, your your destiny is entirely in your hands, mm. and potentially the destiny of lots of other people. So it's like a, I can really see like it, it's a ripple effect, isn't it? Yeah. And actually, it isn't who you help directly; it's then the knock on. Correct. Mm. I, I, and I, if you can shift mindsets, that's actually more more powerful than the financials, isn't it? Huge it's not something that you realise on a daily basis so mm. you, you come into work you've got your work to do mm. you've got your job to do if you're in 30 mm. and then you do that and before mm. you know that's your entire life yeah and a lot of people don't realise that they are on autopilot through life yeah doing that yeah every single person employee business owner or not has got the opportunity to be able to make an impact in a positive way in people's lives mm-hmm. and in whatever way that they want to do that great go ahead and do it Mm-hmm. But be mindful of the fact that, yeah, like, you know, most recently, if I think about my, my role at, at GI, Catherine, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, again, I, I'm very open from a social perspective of what I post and how I post it. I am directly responsible. If you think about my role in the organization, I'm directly responsible for the security of income and prosperity. For over 300 families' lives in India. So it's 300 members of staff that, over 300 members of staff, getting on towards 325 at this point in time in India. Mm-hmm. Predominantly, the GI employee is the breadwinner in the house. Mm-hmm. So, actually, the prosperity of that family, the ripple effect that the decisions I make mm-hmm. from a commercial element position mm-hmm. that will either positively or negatively impact the lives of thousands of people in India. So when you kind of posted that comment or it, it dawned on you, did that then shift 
like did that then suddenly feel like a really heavy responsibility no it didn't feel like a heavy responsibility like saying that and mm. saying that now again that's like it well that's wow that's a lot of, of pressure to put on yourself right yeah it didn't it made me more accountable as the reasons why I was doing things okay so you do those extra hours you do that bit of work you do this you do that mm. do you do it for your commission mm. do you do it for your own financial gain are mm. you doing it because actually that's going to mean more jobs more roles more opportunity mm. the more people that employment can directly support and help across in India mm-hmm. you know it was I think 145 employees when I arrived at GI mm. and then obviously exit you know give or take a couple of weeks three years later mm. and we're now you know, 325 employees mm. right Mm. So that impacts that, mm. whether I like to, you know, agree with it or not, that legacy that I've left and how I've helped the organisation grow and scale. Yeah, that's to be there. That's a that's a foundational part of success for the future. Which, you know, my my I guess passing the baton over. Yeah, uh, you know the 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 next. I would say the next James, but I can't <laughs> believe the world. I, I think there's one too many of us in the world already as it is, right? <laughs> But the, the the next leaders of the organisation, yeah, they're then in a position whereby they can carry that on, grow it, scale it further, and yeah, it gives me a good feeling. It gives yeah. me a really good feeling to be able to say, you know, I did that. I helped yeah. the organisation, and people go, oh yeah, wow, like you helped the Galvin's Group break the top one hundred UK. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, cool, no problem. But how many lives did I change along the way indirectly mm-hmm. from? what we did which was you know someone provide service and make sure clients are happy with it wherever possible so we've talked about it you know it's certainly definitely going to be an exciting adventure and there's something about actually just starting on your own anything is possible yep correct and and you could end up anywhere and all of that is within your control yep but to give balance, mm. there are there are risks involved there with are. anyone starting up. There are. So, what are the things that you most concerned about? This is not going to give what should be an impartial, balanced view. Mm-hmm. There's absolutely nothing I'm concerned about, Catherine. I knew you were going to say that. There's absolutely nothing I'm concerned about. And mm. it's not... You, you can pretend to be somebody in life. Mm-hmm. You can try and convince yourself and other people of that. Mm. I, I don't have that in me, if I'm honest with you. No. Like me, don't. No problem. If I know mm. you, okay, great. Mm. Didn't mean to. Mm. You know? But I, think, I think that's it, James. And, that, and that's the reason you're going to succeed. Thank you. Because... I, I think your your viewpoint is I'm not going to fail so therefore you won't you will definitely come across challenges yeah. everyone will but you'll find a route through it and it will just move you in a different direction and that's the difference isn't it your mindset is it's it's not a it's not a problem it's just something that's going to to move me in a different direction Correct. nothing is going to stop me and I think if you've got that mindset then nothing will stop you I, I, I don't need capital. Mm. I, I'm not going to need to give away a significant proportion of my business for capital to expand. Yeah. Represent is never for sale. Mm. My exit plan is I'm going to die in this business. Yeah. And I'm going to continue to give my all to it mm. for as long as it needs me. Mm. And it really is that simple. And it's... Yeah, there, is no, there is no doubt. Like, I, 
what, one thing I've always, always understood. So I've not always been like this in life. Mm. Previous in life, I've, I've had, you know, I've had my issues, I've had my traumas. Mm. Um, and, you know, there's certain points where I couldn't get out of bed because I was that anxious. Mm. I really, really struggled from a mental health perspective. Mm. And then over time, you know, it's built and it's developed and, mm. you know, I've got better and I'm, you know, I'm stable, don't get me wrong, I still have my good days, I have bad days, right? Same yeah. as anyone does. Yeah. But I kind of thought about it, like, if, you, if you're worried or concerned about the future and what the risk is there, Mm. Yeah, look at it pragmatically so you can understand and assess risk and alleviate it wherever possible. Yeah, mm -hmm. let's be realistic. Mm. But if you're going to worry about something before it comes to fruition, mm -hmm. you're punishing yourself by worrying about it first. Mm. If it then actually materializes and happens, you still have to deal with it. Yeah. So you're, you're suffering twice. Yes. Or you've got the potential where it doesn't actually come along at all. And yeah. as a result of you've worried and you've wasted your mental energy unnecessarily. Yeah. So don't worry about a problem before it happens. Yeah. And just have the mindset that you can overcome anything that comes your way. Yeah. So what's going to be your legacy? So we've touched on this a few different ways, but what would you like your legacy to be? What would I like it to be? That, that anyone from anywhere in the world, regardless of background, can do whatever they want in life. Mm. And however big or small that is however big or small that is mm. however big or small that's not just setting up your own business I'm not no. saying everyone no. everyone in the world needs to be an entrepreneur and set up multiple different businesses and you know go through all of that absolutely not that would be a horrendous place to live wouldn't it it would be a horrendous <laughs> horrendous place to live right so every company needs employees yeah, right yeah. every company needs employees let's yeah. be really really clear on that yes. having employees that have an entrepreneurial mindset that high impact, mm. that come and work with you and learn their craft, and then go and start our own businesses. Mm. Those are the employees I want. Mm. And I'm gonna have you know, lots of staff come and leave when it's the right time for them to go and do their own thing. Mm. But I'm not gonna hold them back. No. I don't need to hold them back. I don't no. want to hold them back. No. Like, I want somebody that comes in that is high impact, mm. that wants to make a change, and they stay on board for as long as they want to be on board. Yeah. If it's not the right thing for them anymore, yeah. they tell us so we can help them get what they want to do in the future. Yeah. We can help them out. Maybe even I turn around and I want to invest. I go, mm. that is a great idea. Mm. I'm not going to go and do that myself because I'm doing my own thing right now. Mm. However, can I invest in your yes. organisation? Because you believe in them. Yeah, absolutely. And it's another way of showing that, isn't it? Absolutely. Mm. Like, I believe in you so much so, there's a hundred grand of my own hard-earned money. Mm. Yep, let me do that, let me mm. come in, let me help you, let me advise you, mm. I want to support you in that, right? Mm. Depends on the individual, depends on the business, depends on the time scale and time frame and everything mm. else that's going on. Mm. But yeah, it's so important to be able to do that and I don't know, a lot of people have the mindset of trying to, I need to keep employees, I need to keep them here, I need to keep them in the level I want them to be good and creative and they want to learn and develop and grow but not to the point where you know they want to leave and set their own businesses right you know mm. there is a lot of that and yeah I'm going to run my organisation completely differently and it is an open door policy you're here for as long as you want to be mm. and if you don't want to be in here anymore no problem but let's help and support you with your next thing right that's how everyone should be should be trapped. brilliant Right, we're going to do our, our final thing then. Mm. The, the question cards, mm. diary of a CEO cards. I'm not going to be able to open it, am I? No. Let's go. <laughs> I have to go to you. There we go. There we go. 
Are you choosing first? No, you go. Okay. So, this haven't been shuffled. Oh. This haven't been shuffled. Let's see what we've got. Tell me something about yourself that nobody knows and will be surprised to know about you. That's the question for you, Catherine. Oh, for me? Yeah, that's for you. Mm. I answered that one last time with David. Oh, okay. No one knows about me. I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but maybe... The, I'm, I'm not in... It's a weird thing, school, growing up. Mm. You're either... You're defined by things that you're interested in, aren't you? So, yep. you know, you're either... You're, you're really good at school or you're good at sports. And, and if you're kind of, you're not those things, you're a little bit lost. So that my only thing that I was fairly good at was um, music. So I really enjoyed music. Mm-hmm. And um, my dad worked for um, Yamaha. Mm-hmm. So he enrolled me at the, um, the music school. Um, and that was the only, we had a class and we entered a competition as a, as a I mean, it's strange, isn't it? Like we were literally, you know, putting our, there, there must, you know, the keyboards that are like two, two keyboards and the, the floor pedals. Yep. So they were all sort of rolled onto a stage. And as a group of five of us, we, we did this competition. And there's a magic in, in a team thing. Mm. And because I can't participate in team sports, mm. the, yeah that that was a, a moment of magic i think that i will always remember mm. that actually we, we were pretty good we won that stage of the competition we didn't go any further we did a recording that was awful mm-hmm. but there was something about the five of us creating this bit of music that was that was magic actually Love that. that's it Love that. very very happy very positive memory okay i was wondering <coughs> what you believe happiness is and how it can be achieved. Happiness is subjective, it's one point. Mm-hmm. Um, how it can be achieved, you know it's really cool, I feel like we've covered that in part, mm-hmm. but I think to summarise that, mm-hmm. what makes me happy won't make you happy. Mm-hmm. Um, no. Some people it is, some people it's about status and money and things, some people it's about making a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really, um, I've really find a, trying to think what we've not covered so far that kind of covers that question. I guess what we've established is that happiness or your your reason mm-hmm. changes. So it's it's constantly changing, isn't a, it? A hot cup of tea is probably what would have made me happy <laughs> knocking on doors at the age of 18, yeah. especially in the northeast of England in, in depths of winter, right? Yeah. So yeah, like don't get me wrong, a cup of tea makes me happy now, but not quite to the same extent that I would have back then. But yeah, it does change, right? So everyone's everyone's mindset evolves. Yeah. You change as a person over time. Yeah. You can... Yeah. We've all done wrong in our lives. Let's, yeah. let's be honest, let's say something that is so taboo that nobody ever says. Yeah. We've all done something wrong, we've all made a mistake, we've... Yeah said things acted in certain ways that we wish we hadn't yeah but actually you develop and change as a person as long mm. as you address that mm. that's great mm. you know you make a mistake learn from it mm. don't do it again be a better person mm. but then as a result of your mindset and what makes you happy is also going to change as well mm. yeah maybe I don't know maybe in like 20-30 years time I'm like no no I want a jet yeah I want to chat I really don't think I do because I like flying economy anyway it's nice to <laughs> nice to be among other people with the people so <laughs> there's something about though actually um, not just experiencing the happiness but actually 
stopping in that moment and letting yourself be happy yeah because I think we can do things that that make us happy but are we actually experiencing the the happiness there was so uh, ironic we're on Diary of CEO cards and there Mm -hmm. was a a point from one of the early episodes that that Stephen Bartlett did Mm -hmm. and he was talking about if you have depression you're living in the past be thankful for what you've got Mm. Because life is short, and you know, mm. different belief, different people, different beliefs, different you know, religious perspectives on this. But you know, my my position is, you get one life. Mm. You got one of them. Why are you not enjoying it? Mm. Why are you letting yourself? That's kind of a weird thing about being an entrepreneur, though, isn't it? Mm. it it's never enough. It's it's you know, when do you live in the moment? When do you sit back and go? Do you know what? That's brilliant. And, we, you know, David and I have to do that. Like, you know, every every three, six months, we purposefully sit down, mm. go, actually, let's just stop, mm. have a look at what we've achieved yep. and actually go back to our original plans and go, actually, do you know what? We feel like we're not doing enough. Mm. We are doing it. Yeah. And we enjoy it for about a minute and then we move on. <laughs> <laughs> and then straight back to it, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll. I completely agree with you. I want to add a little bit to it, or if not, challenge you on that. Mm. So, what's wrong with being happy whilst you continue to move forward? There's nothing wrong with it. Mm. It's just I. I don't do it. No. No. And maybe that's that's a me thing, maybe. But I, I'm already. My mind's already moved on. Right. I'm already on to the next thing. Yeah. And why haven't I reached that next thing yet? That's going to make me happy. Right, it is. That's so important. It's so good that you and David do that, even if it's just for a brief second. Mm. I think, mm. yeah, I want to be able to converse with you in the future, and then you go, yeah, we did it for longer. We did it for yeah. half an hour this time. Right? <laughs> let's go for thirty-five minutes next time. Yeah. Let's, Crazy. Let's, yeah, let's really, let's really push the bar. Do you know what we did? We did an hour. Like, oh my god! Um, I, I just didn't really camp there. For me, so I don't know why. I almost did. I almost did. You know, I'm getting hands. flashbacks to the cheerleader thing now. So oh, yeah. God. yeah. Uh, I'm so. I'm, so sorry everyone uh, thank you for sharing that I mean. <laughs> <laughs> okay I think we can wrap it up now thank you so much for coming in it's been a pleasure yeah it's, it's been a great me. conversation again and I'm really excited about seeing where you're going to end up in the next 12 months and even more excited about the barbecue so so yeah bring on summer 24 rock and roll let's go <laughs> thanks Catherine thank you If you've enjoyed listening to our podcast, please like and follow and make sure to tag us on social media.